sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Wednesday, live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159, that is the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the SportsGrid network as well. That includes sportsgrid.com slash watch. Find your favorite destination and consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here bright and early on this Wednesday morning. A lot to get to over our next two hours. We bring you up until 11 a.m. Eastern right here all across the grid. We'll continue our daily dive around MLB firmly now in the second series of the second half of this season all across the bigs, which means if you want to categorize it as such, it's the home stretch of the Major League Baseball season. A big day in the NFL as well. Some rookies for eight clubs yesterday reporting to training camp, but for the first time today, vets make their way into camp as well. Looking at you, Aaron Rodgers, in year number 19 but the first in New York with the Jets a big day around the National Football League and plenty to get to all across these next two hours live right here on this Wednesday on the morning after we dive right in the daily diamond dash going around Major League Baseball to recap yesterday and football and baseball coming together that's what it looked like yesterday in Atlanta 16 to 13 the final score between the Diamondbacks and the Braves that's a low scoring defensive battle in a football game as well but an offensive showing last night in the south the diamondbacks win 16 to 13 outright as an underdog the braves were booked as nearly a two dollar money line favorite the total was 10 and a half offense was expected at least to a degree last night between the d-backs and the braves but the under had a juice of course it went over last night 29 combined runs between these two teams the braves now have dropped three of their first four games in the second half of this major league baseball ball season 61 and 32 the mark for Atlanta a big victory for Arizona who was swept out of the break in fact lost four straight entering last night against the bigs best team and eight of their last 10 10 of their last 14 so a much needed victory for the Diamondbacks and they come through with a ton of offense there were 12 total runs scored in the first frame and a half of this game last night in Atlanta it's been two shaky starts in a row for the Braves Bryce Elder who before the all-star break in his most recent start before the break gave up seven earned runs and only three and a third against the Tampa Bay Rays entering that game though he had a 2-4-5 ERA it was one of the best marks in all of MLB and then last night well it wasn't great either of course against the Arizona Diamondbacks in a game that saw 29 combined runs between the two teams he allowed five earned last night did Bryce Elder in two and two-thirds innings of work still seven and two this year but that ERA that prior to his 
uh, most recent two starts was two four five is now three three one he is a hundred to one as you see there to or ten to one excuse me to win the national league cy young award now to a heavyweight showdown in arlington the rangers and the rays in texas texas booked it as a minus 130 money live and favorite if we get to that game between the rangers and the rays they were a money money line favorite last night going with nathan avaldi when you're playing the tampa bay rays the best team in the american league you need your best pitcher on the bump a welcome to our sports grid radio audience here hour number one of the morning after live on this wednesday all across the grid sirius xm channel 159 i am ben stevens thank you for joining us here so as we dive in now to that game in texas the rangers and the rays last night nate Evaldi getting the start for texas going up against the rookie for the rays in Taj bradley and for the second consecutive day the second straight game texas gets a win against the tampa bay rays in fact the rangers have won all five of their games since the all-star break the rays won their opening weekend series against the kansas city royals but now have dropped three in a row in fact since their peak for tampa bay as baseball's best on june 18th when they were nearly 30 games above 500 51 and 22 tampa is now just nine and 16 since that mark avaldi was great yesterday for the rangers not allowing a single earn run only two hits so far this season he entered yesterday with a 10 and 3 record a 2-8-3 era of course he bumps that up after the victory last night for texas 5-3 and avaldi picks up his 11th win of the season so as we take a look at the world series odds right now live on the FanDuel sportsbook the atlanta braves despite the loss in an offensive shootout last night against the diamondbacks still booked as the favorites atlanta plus 330 a dollar and a half in front of the la dodgers plus 480 for the dodgers the rays that third best mark at five to one then the two texas teams tied for the fourth best price at plus 950 the seventh best price the baltimore orioles at 20 to one taking on those dodgers who have the second best number and for the second straight night in camden yards the dodgers pick up a win as a road underdog not often do you see la booked as an underdog baltimore has been booked more as a favorite this year in fact last night was their 53rd time as a favorite in their 94 games this year as opposed to last year just 32 times but the dodgers a 10-3 victory last night as the money line underdog in baltimore against the orioles plenty more around major league baseball german Harry's reaction to everything he saw yesterday on a daily basis around the in MLB. More of the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. right here on a Wednesday on the morning after on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us all across the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159 as well. He is the hardest working man in showbiz, certainly the hardest working man at the Spiz Grizz. Joe Ranieri joins us live right here on this Wednesday to first go around Major League Baseball, recap what we saw on the diamond on Tuesday as Joe, the second series of the second half of this MLB season now fully 
officially underway for all 30 clubs around the bigs. Always a pleasure here, Ben. Coming off a night in which um, there might be a few guys who retired uh, today if they uh, invested in any RBI props last night uh, in Major League Baseball. Everyone except Donnie Wrightside, apparently, who actually yeah. lost money. Uh, but yes, uh, the money is there, Ben, and uh, we plan on making some of it here today. As I do my quick accounting here, which DRS might need to do when he looks back at his bet slip from last night. Joe, I see by my count at least now we're up to nine, 11 teams that scored double digit runs yesterday around MLB. That did not include a matchup in Arlington between the Rangers and the Rays because Nate Evaldi was really good for Texas. Shut out baseball over six innings of work to pick up his 11th victory of this season as Texas beats Tampa for a second consecutive day five to three the final Joe in this heavyweight battle between two of the three best teams record wise in the American League what has stood out to you the most over these first two games of this series well, uh, it's interesting. I mean, the uh, the Rangers limped into the All-Star break uh, and then came out of the All-Star break and they've rattled off uh, a quick five, right? Five and oh to open up the second half while it has not been a great stretch uh, for Tampa here. Three and ten now in July and call me crazy. I don't see this was coming, man. Was it not with Tampa? There is yep. no way you could be this dysfunctional with your starting rotation with the injuries the bullpen not being great and you mashed your way kudos in april uh may and june i mean you've mashed your way to an amazing record but at some point that was going to come crashing down and i think we're starting to see that regression now we certainly are, Joe. On June the 18th, as I said in our opening segment, Tampa Bay was 51-22, and 22, nearly 30 games above 500. It was their best mark of the year. But since that point, the Rays are 9-16. and 16. You're right, Joe. Expectation was some slight regression to the mean in a negative way after a historic start to this year, nearly the first month and a half of this MLB season. But Tampa now coming back to the mean only 22 games above 500 joes we look at the american league pennant odds the rays still booked as the favorites plus 210 they're in fact still half the price of the two teams behind them from texas the astros who lost yesterday to the colorado rockies in their first game of the second series since the break and the texas rangers a plus 430 number both of those teams tied for the second best Price. Joe, do you have confidence in a ton of teams atop the American League pennant odds, or are you focused on just a few? No, I, I mean, well, you know, I, I don't trust the Twins, but I, you know, quite honestly, I don't know who does. I uh, can't uh, trust the Red Sox, although they've been playing amazing, and I'm sorry, I don't trust Tampa. Uh, I have never trusted uh, Tampa. I think they are a team that is playing well above their head. Uh, I do think we're all waiting for Houston to make that, you know, turn that switch. Although, I, if we don't see that switch turned on soon here, Ben, I'm going to question Houston, too, as well, which leaves me yep. with a couple of teams down, the, uh, down that list there, including... Well, maybe the Baltimore Orioles. Maybe it's uh, that time to start taking a look here at some of these future numbers. 
So let's focus on those Baltimore Orioles. As you saw, tied for the fourth best price to win the American League at 9-1 to alongside their divisional foes from the AL East, the Toronto Blue Jays. But the last two days, Joe, for Baltimore haven't been all that sensational. At home, booked as a favorite even. The oddsmakers <laughs> expecting the O's to show their worth against the LA Dodgers, except the Dodgers have gone into Camden in 1-2 straight. One of those 11 teams across the majors last night that scored double digit runs 10 to 3 the victory mm. for Los Angeles in Baltimore Joe it's two games right of 162 in Major League Baseball but are the first two games of this series between the Dodgers and the Orioles showing you Baltimore still has a little bit more to go to contend with the best in the bigs Oh, well, absolutely. There's levels to this, right? I mean, uh, they passed the, the first half with flying colors, right? So Baltimore has shown all the moves, all of the uh, the misery of, for this uh, fan base over the last decade starting to pay off here. Uh, the farm system, uh, they're starting to build some pretty darn good Major League Baseball players. But again, beating Kansas City and beating Detroit is not beating the Dodgers. I think this is a great litmus test for both of these two teams here right now the Dodgers obviously passing with flying colors I think the Orioles I think they're going to give them a fight here today don't yeah. anticipate a sweep coming by these Dodgers day baseball in Baltimore the Dodgers now booked as a favorite minus 154 on that money line Julio Arias gets the start for LA Baltimore plus 130 as the money line underdog the O still only a game back of Tampa Bay not only for the best record in the American League East but the best record in all of the AL because the Rays have lost two straight the Orioles the same thing 16 to 13 Joe Ranieri last night in Atlanta between the Braves and the Diamondbacks the D backs finally picking up a win snapping a four game skid Arizona had in fact lost eight of their last ten entering last night in Atlanta Joe please tell me you had the over of ten and a half runs uh, you, know, you know it was ten ten and a half like you said there man and that might have been the easiest bet to cash uh, of the entire season you didn't even have to get out of the first inning and you knew you were going well up and over there um, listen is it truest park we have learned over the years the ball loves to fly out in Atlanta man there are going to be runs scored in July and August that is for sure uh, great job by Arizona not giving up and continuing continuing to fight back but I think you and I yeah. both know when you got almost 30 runs scored in a game there's going to be a one nothing game uh, on the horizon here today between these two teams it is the second series of this second half for both Arizona and Atlanta and the offense on full display four lead changes Joe to your point in the final four innings of that baseball game so it did go back and forth as runs continued to be scored but yes you hit the over if you bet the over of the ten and a half by the time we got to the home half of the second inning the Braves though Joe still booked as the favorites to win the World Series plus 330 a full buck and a half in front of the Dodgers who have now leapfrogged the Rays for that second best number but Tampa not all that far behind at five to one Joe the second series of the second half of this major league baseball season we are well past 90 games approaching 95 for most teams around MLB are you interested at the moment in taking a position on any of those World Series prices you saw on your screen 
Well, I, I mean, let's face it. Uh, the Braves and the Dodgers, to me, uh, coin flip at this particular point in the National League to represent it. I do think the National League will be the favorite regardless who comes out yep. of the American League. So the question is, Ben, do we anticipate any value coming uh, on the Braves and the Dodgers in the remaining 70-some-odd uh, games? The answer is probably not. Uh, this might be Joe as Ranieri. good as you are going to get. An odds maker you are, my friend, because there is a market to bet which league wins a World Series championship. And right now, the National League is the slight favorite. Minus 112 for the NL, minus 108 for the American League. It is interesting to me, Joe, what stands out. The two best prices from the National League, the Braves and the Dodgers. Then the six next best prices, all from the American League, before American. we get to the Giants and the Phillies. But by the way, the Giants have won seven straight games. We'll go around Major League Baseball for today's slate up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. For a Wednesday around Major League Baseball here on a Wednesday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Joe Ranieri here for a second consecutive segment. I am Ben Stevens. So, Joe, we were talking about this throughout the break, and we just looked at the World Series odds in our most recent segment. The two best prices, the Braves and the Dodgers, out of the National League. Then the next six best numbers all hail from the American League. Before you get to two other teams from the National League, the Giants, who we'll touch on in just a moment, in the Philadelphia Phillies, of course, the pennant winners of last year in the National League who represented the NL in a World Series because, Joe, they got hot at the most important time late in the regular season and into October. Speaking of hot, that's what the Phils are right now. Joe, yeah. at their worst this year, on June 2nd, Philadelphia was 25-32, and 32, seven games below 500. The question for Philadelphia was the same for the Padres and the Mets. What is wrong with this team we expected so much out of? Well, the Phils, unlike San Diego and New York, have figured it out. From that point, Gerenary, including a 4-3 victory yesterday in the opening game of this set against the Milwaukee Brewers, Philadelphia has won 27 of their last 37 games 27 and 10 since the beginning of June so as the Phils get ready for their second game of this second series of the second half Jorinari what has worked so well for the Phils against the Brewers well I, I think if you look at the uh, look at the box score last night in this game and I think this will tell you everything you need to know you get Aaron Nola goes seven and a third basically shuts down the Brewers gives the offense an opportunity to get some runs which they did and then Kimbrell comes in and he has found the fountain of youth here guys and I think uh, a lot of the turnaround can be attributed to him solidifying uh, that back end of the bullpen, which to me was one of the biggest worries that we had, right? Were they, this whole committee uh, is not working when it comes to a closer. You need a leader down there. You need to know somebody you can count on. And Kimbrell has figured it out in the, at the right time, Ben. This is a great thing now. Nola, Wheeler, Kimbrell, Sanchez has been really good. All of a sudden now they've got really good starting pitching coming into form. 
and a, and a lights out bullpen, that's a recipe for success for the uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies. Joe, the Phillies were a $2 favorite, minus 200 on the money line Ooh. to open up this set against Milwaukee today. As you saw, it's now live at minus 180 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Brew Crew, though, did sweep the Cincinnati Reds in their first mm -hmm. series of the second half of this MLB season. In fact, five of six against Cincinnati in the two series on either end of the All-Star break. So the Brewers still hold a two-and-a-half game advantage in the National League Central mm. because the Reds have lost six straight joe the national league central odds anything stand out to you yeah uh well we've got what here and we got about uh less than two weeks uh to figure out what the cardinals are i mean they're 20 to mm. one right now they seem to have righted mm. the ship do we trust the reds no do we trust the no do we trust the brewers oh hell no uh which means there's one team at a really good price ben you mentioned it earlier we watched philadelphia having a ridiculous second half and ride it all the way to a world series chance right we saw atlanta do it the year prior in the second half is the cardinals that team this year if so if you believe that 20 to 1 Better, better hop on. Better hop on board because it's a very winnable division. Listen, right now, St. Louis no longer in the cellar. They are still 10 games back of the Milwaukee Brewers. But as Joe said, we are less than two weeks away from the MLB trade deadline. That is on August 1st. Are the Cardinals going to approach it as a seller where guys like Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado are on the block? Or are they going to approach it like, hey, we're one or two small pieces away from maybe contending for a divisional title? Such an interesting time in Major League yep. Baseball. Joey mentioned it. The Reds have lost six straight. It was an interesting day yesterday at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. The Giants and the Reds had to finish up a game that was suspended because of weather on Monday night after seven and a half innings. It goes to extras. The Giants win game number one or the conclusion of it. And then they win game number two by the final score of 11 to 10. San Francisco, Joe, has won seven straight mm. games. How does that all affect this Wednesday game between the Giants and the Reds in Cincy? Well, I mean, it's uh, we we're starting to see some of these teams, Ben, that we think overperformed in the first half. We're starting to see that regression come in and back to uh, reality, right? The Marlins come to mind, and of course the Reds uh, come to mind here. They got all the talent in the world, very young, but this was bound to happen. And this is really what you got to grow up quick in Major League Baseball, right? Because it's not the winning streaks; it's how do you avoid the double-digit losing streaks, and can you rise to the occasion to get it done? And meanwhile, the Giants continuing to overperform as far as I'm concerned, and this is a huge spot for the Reds. Ashcroft has been lights out. He's a part of the future rotation of yep. this organization. He needs to show up here today and stop the bleeding. They need to grow up quickly. We'll see if Ashcroft has what it takes in order to get that done.
Very, very close on the money line. It's minus 112 mm. for San Francisco, a very slight road favorite at the moment. Graham Ashcroft and Cincinnati minus 104 on that same money line. The total reflective of some offense last night, 21 combined runs. Today, it's 10 and a half. Big news, mm. though, for Cincy Joe, not just Ellie De La Cruz, but Christian Encarnacion Strand, their other young phenom, his mm. first Major League Baseball hit in a pinch hit opportunity last night that gave Cincy the lead a three-run bomb for Encarnacion Strand his first Major League Baseball knock it was a big one albeit ultimately in a losing effort the Giants have won seven straight they have a one and a half game cushion now Joe for the top wild card spot in the National League San Francisco the third best record in the NL at this point so we continue setting the stage for this Wednesday slate in Major League Baseball. Joe, it has not been a great second half for the New York Yankees. The Yanks, still four games above 500, but now in the cellar of the American League East, and they have dropped four of their last five games here in the second half, including five to one last night against the Los Angeles Angels. Not only, Joe, does Shohei Otani lead MLB with 35 home runs this year, as I learned last night, he also leads Major League Baseball in triples. He had his seventh of the season yesterday against the Yankees. They face each other tonight in Anaheim. Joe, how do you break down the matchup? Well, uh, desperate, desperation, I would say here for the Yankees who have to stop the bleeding. I think it's a fascinating card uh, today, Ben, because of these teams, we're up against the clock. So we've got tension in locker rooms. We got guys looking around at each other going, am I going to be here in another week? Do I got to pick up my family and move? What's going to happen? Yep. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're mired in these loose. You haven't won a game since the All-Star break. And the Yankees, they are struggling. And don't give me it's all about Judge. It's That's a small part of it. The rest of this team has to step up. And you know who really has to step up, Ben? The guy you just paid $162 million for in the offseason who's on the mound here tonight. He's got, yep. what, three starts under his belt. They need Rodon to show up today, and they need him to limit this Angels lineup to give those weak bats an opportunity to score enough runs to walk out with at least one W here in this series. Uh, no, I mean, no excuses. They're running out of yep. room for error. It's got to start with the guy you gave $162 million tonight. They've dropped three straight games. Carlos Rodon, a slight road favorite today in Anaheim. Interesting time in that game, 7 p.m. Eastern, but obviously mm. out in L.A., it is going to be a 4 p.m. Pacific time start. There is concern with both of these teams. The Angels four and a half games back of a wild card yep. spot. The Yankees now two and a half games back of a wild card spot. The Red Sox in front of their rivals. They're a game and a half behind the Houston Astros. The Orioles, despite dropping two straight after winning eight straight, still a five-and-a-half game advantage for that top wildcard spot in the American League. Yesterday, Joe, not great out of Alec Manoa. He walked five. The Padres put up nine, and they hammered the Toronto Blue Jays up in Canada. They face each other again today as they get ready for this matchup. San Diego, Joe, in these two weeks until that MLB trade deadline, trying to turn it around. What's the approach today between the Blue Jays and the Pods? 
Well, they, they lost what? They had a four-game winning streak last night. That got blown up. But I, I believe two losses in their last 10 games. Were they eight and two? I mean, they're pretty impressive here. Um, what Toronto quietly has yep. done but I think we all know what the Padres are up against here uh and you Darvish on the mound it's your guy like this is that's why I think today is so fascinating Ben when you look at some of these starting pitching rotations for teams that are struggling they all have the guy they have in the organization that they want on the mound the question is can they deliver? And the Padres are certainly running out of real estate, running out of time to get it done against Berrios, who's been way better at home than on the road. Yeah, I got to think Padres uh, are backed into a corner. They better deliver here today. San Diego still five games below 500, seven and a half games out of a National League wild card spot. Jose Barrios has made two starts in July, 12 and a third of work only allowed one earned run. My apologies, by the way, to the Minnesota Twins. I said 11 of 30 Major League Baseball teams yesterday scoring in double digits. That did not include Minnesota, who scored 10 in a victory for the Twins against the Mariners. They play each other again today. A focus on rookie quarterbacks in their debut year in the National Football League. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yesterday, around the NFL, eight teams sent their rookies to camp. Today, even more, with some veterans reporting to training camp as well to get prepared and get ready for the 2023 NFL season. There is so much to break down all around the National Football League, but on one question Wednesday, we asked Gerenary simply one question that details the rookie quarterbacks that enter the league this year. Three quarterbacks were taken in the opening round of the 2023 NFL draft. All three of them in the first four picks. Bryce Young, first overall to Carolina. C.J. Stroud, the second overall selection to Houston. And at number four overall, Anthony Richardson of the Indianapolis Colts. So, Joe, when you go one of one, you lead off this segment here on a Wednesday on the morning after. Now, it's interesting, Joe, when you evaluate the Panthers. Frank Reich is the new head coach, and they have built up the offense around their young rookie quarterback in Bryce Young. The win total for the Panthers this year? Seven and a half. The over has the juice. They're thought to be, Joe, a team that is going to hover right around 500 despite picking first overall. So the one question for you on this Wednesday with Bryce Young already named the starter in Charlotte, how NFL ready is Bryce Young? Well, uh, I think he's uh, he's really ready, especially uh, uh, ready enough to hit his over passing yards prop here this year, which I think was right around 3,500. Uh, I, I love it. I love the fact they're doing it all the right way with this kid, right? First of all, they didn't leave any room for doubt. He was named the starter last month, like in the beginning of yep. June, right? It's like, he's the starter. We're not even going to mess around. This is it. Uh, also, he's got a pretty good security blanket uh, in uh, in Adam Thielen, who I think is going to be huge in his maturation uh, process here. Right coach, right time. 
Terrence Marshall, uh, DJ uh, Char, who looks to be all sorts of uh, recovered right now from the reports. Uh, he looks like he's going to be ready to go. You got, uh, what, Hayden Hurst now, uh, another reliable. He's got everything around him, starting with the yep. offensive line and starting with the coach in order to put him into a position to be successful. I usually hate betting any sort of rookie yardage props for the season, those types of things, man. But I think the reality is this kid has got everything he needs in order to have a great rookie season with a team that's probably going to surprise a few teams. Joe, it's not often that you see a number one overall team that picked in that first mm -hmm. overall spot expected to make any semblance of noise at all that upcoming NFL season. The Panthers have the third best price to win their division. You saw the odds. Plus 160. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are not favored to make it into the playoffs, but it's not an overly long number for Carolina. And if they can get to nine wins, they might have a chance to win their division because last year, of course, it was the Buccaneers at eight and nine that won the NFC South. Now, Carolina was not originally slotted to pick first overall. It was ninth. They traded up with the Chicago Bears, but the Panthers had an opportunity entering week 17 to win the division before they lost in that week 17 game to Tampa Bay. I would not be surprised to see this Carolina team make some noise this year. Now, Joe, it's really intriguing when you look at the Rookie of the Year award odds because Bryce Young, mm -hmm. it should be no surprise, is up near the top of this board. It's the second best number at plus 420, but he's a dollar and 20 cents behind B. John Robinson, the rookie running back for the Falcons also in the NFC South division at three to one. Joe, I make this point. Most awards in football, if a quarterback can win it, the quarterback is going to win the award, yep. not NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, where in fact, in the past decade, only three of the last 10 winners have played the quarterback position. The other seven, either a running back or a wide receiver. Joe, I feel like that's important information for the public to know as they approach this market where there were three quarterbacks taken in the top four of the draft. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. I mean, uh, Robinson, could he have a unbelievable uh, year? Sure, but that's a team that's built to run, and they're not going to put it all on his shoulders, right? You right. are going to, you know, when it comes to Bryce Young, I, I love, he's got to average, what, 233 and a half yards a game in order to hit his overpassing prop. If he hits that, which I think he's going to do easily, chances are not only is the, you know, rookie of the year, but maybe offensive rookie of the year going to come into play. Why? Because right. you nailed it. The quarterback spot is always going to give, get the nod over the running back spot because it's the most devalued position on the field here, Ben, too. That's the other problem yeah. with Robinson. I don't trust necessarily that Robinson's going to have the same kind of impact on his team as Bryce Young is going to have on his. I think it's his and the sky is much higher. The limit is much higher for Bryce Young. And let's echo why quarterbacks aren't all that successful in the Offensive Rookie of the Year award race. Because when you're a rookie quarterback, starting from day one or maybe the first month of the season, yeah. it's probably because you were picked early in the draft. Not a ton is expected of your team that following NFL season. Five, six, seven wins, and we tie wins and losses to the yep. quarterback position first and foremost. But if Bryce Young and the Panthers 
are good and they win eight or nine games it might have a shot at the playoffs into December it's a different yep. conversation around the first overall pick the second overall pick Joe was CJ Stroud the quarterback out of Ohio State to the Houston mm -hmm. Texans now Houston has the second lowest win total of all 32 NFL teams entering this new year it's six and a half the under has the juice it's a rookie quarterback in CJ Stroud it's a rookie head coach in H-Town in D'Amico Ryan so the one question to you Joe on this Wednesday what does success look like this year for Houston well, uh, finish the season uh, upright. That would be uh, good here. And uh, I mean, I don't know. You're coming off a team that went, what, 313 and one um, and weren't any good at, by any stretch. But of course, they, you know, somehow figure out a way to beat Jacksonville every year, which is hysterical. Uh, but I got a first year head coach now with a first year quarterback. Uh, certainly an upgrade over what they had last year with Davis Mills and, and Lovey Smith. And, uh, and I, I just think there's so many question marks yeah. around Houston. Anything above the three wins they got last year, I think is a success this year here, Ben. Build the defense. Stroud will figure it out. Build up that defense yeah. and it'll keep them in games. And that's what D'Amico Ryans does, because who do they pick? Not second overall, but third overall, trading up with the Arizona Cardinals. It was Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher out of Oof. Alabama. In interesting to note, by the way, because Houston did give up their 2024 first-round pick, if the odds are correct, and Arizona now has that selection for 2024, and the Texans do finish with the second-worst record, as their win total is the second-worst in the National Football mm -hmm. League, they're there's a chance the cards could pick first and second overall Ooh. in 2024. Something to keep in mind. Joe, at the start of last year, entering 2022, it wasn't the Texans, it wasn't the Jaguars, it wasn't even the Titans as the favorite to win the AFC South. It was the Indianapolis Colts. They certainly disappointed last year. One of the worst scoring offenses in the league with Matt Ryan as their quarterback. But Frank Reich, no longer the head coach in Indy, despite a winning record in four and a half years. As we shared, he's the head man in Carolina. Shane Steichen, the former offensive coordinator for Philadelphia, now the new head coach in Indianapolis. And it's another rookie quarterback, most likely mm -hmm. slated to start week number one in this division. Anthony Richardson drafted fourth overall out of Florida. The Colts, Joe, six and a half is their win total, but the over has the juice. The question to you on one question Wednesday, when will Anthony Richardson become QB1 in Indy? Well, I don't know. Uh, and I don't know that it makes any sense to throw him into uh, the fire right away there. I mean, listen, you, you completely wipe the slate clean. Give the Colts credit. They recognized all right, this is good. We got to start over here. And it's a little bit easier to do in the NFL than it is maybe in some other sports. So you bring in the new coach, right? You got a complete overhaul at the quarterback position. You mentioned it, Richardson. Uh, Gardner Minshew also going to be in the mix. And, you know, this yep. could prove to be 
A very interesting quarterback situation here because Minshew has obviously got the experience. He's a few fries short of a Happy Meal. He's not going to realize he's not good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but he may be gutsy enough and, and have the kind of leadership, Ben, that is exactly what a young this Colts team need is a guy that guys will rally around, and that's exactly yeah. what Minshew is. I think a lot can be learned from him if you're Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be worked in, but I do think Gardner Minshew, until he absolutely plays himself out, is the quarterback of the Colts this year. Gardner Minshew has that bravado. I think Joe Ranieri would even agree. And what a backhanded compliment that was. All these nice things about Gardner Minshew. Maybe the starting quarterback for Indianapolis to start the year only to be slandered. But, Joe, I will further. Not only does Minshew have the NFL experience and knows this AFC South division, of course, from his days mm -hmm. in Duval County, he knows Shane Steichen. He spent the past few years yes. with him in Philadelphia as the backup for the Eagles. And when Jalen and Hurts was injured at the end of last regular season. He dazzled at times in that Shane Steichen offense. I still think yep. if you move up, well, Indianapolis didn't move up, but they drafted fourth overall. If you invest a top five pick into a quarterback, your expectation is no longer let him sit on the bench and develop and learn from the veterans. You drafted him to play him and make sure he is the face of your franchise. Now, it's interesting with AR. If you have watched college football over the last two years, you know that Anthony Richardson possesses every physical trait you could ever hope mm -hmm. for in an athlete, but certainly one that plays the quarterback position. Where Anthony Richardson struggled in college last year, his, first, his only full year as a starter in Gainesville for the Gators, was completing the football. A below 54% mm -hmm. completion percentage, 539 but again, you invested a top four pick in Anthony Richardson, Joe. I would be surprised if he does not start the year as the quarterback for Indianapolis. But the familiarity, of course, with Shane Steichen and Gardner Minshew might say something about that. Our mock odds makers were in the lab as they always are. They think it's still the underdog way for him to be the week one mm -hmm. starter. But I guess we shall see. Another team in the AFC South, Joe. They just made a move over the week. They got DeAndre Hopkins. That would be the Tennessee Titans. But who's throwing D-Hop the ball? Ryan Tannehill is going to start, Joe. But if things are sour this year in Nashville, when might we see Will Levis? Who? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Uh, it's going to be uh, Ryan Tannehill. I, I Listen, they. Uh, it's a great... I mean, an absolutely fantastic get getting D-Hop and convincing them to come here. D-Hop's not going there if Levis is the quarterback. I'll tell you that right mm. now. He's not signing there. So I do believe there was some sort of promise or at least the impression that Diop is getting is Tannehill's going to get him the ball. Tannehill is going to be the guy. Nobody wants to sign with a team in hopes of a rookie quarterback like Will Levis figuring it out. Tannehill's your guy who is, in Tennessee. Who, who is their best option at quarterback? Joe Ranieri, a resounding Ryan Tannehill. JR, as always, we appreciate your time here on this Wednesday. We hear from the public about the AFC South quarterbacks next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out this opening hour of the morning after, live right here on this Wednesday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Spiz Grizz Network, that is Sports Grid, and that includes the new Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app now available for download at the Apple App Store. Scan the QR code that is about to be on your screen, and in a matter of moments, you will have all of our information, all of our insight, all of of our data in the palm of your hand the new sports grid app it is smarter to be on sports grid so as we round out this opening hour we continue one question wednesday with you our wonderful public audience about those rookie quarterbacks two of them in the afc south one of them in the nfc south all three of them taken in the first four picks of the 2023 nfl draft of the rookies who has the best debut year in the national football league that was the question in Fade the Public. At SportsGrid TV on Twitter, of the three QBs taken in the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft, who will have the best rookie season? Of course, your three options. Bryce Young, he went first overall to Carolina. C.J. Stroud, he went second overall to Houston. Anthony Richardson, fourth overall to Indianapolis. The public, pretty even here in its assessment of rookie quarterbacks in their rookie years. Bryce Young gets the slight edge from the public, but just a tick above 37%. C.J. Stroud, the second most selected, just shy of 32%. Anthony Richardson, just shy of 31%. So maybe the public believes in all three rookie quarterbacks or feels that all three rookie quarterbacks are going to have their rookie growing pains. Again, we looked at the offensive rookie of the year odds. Bijan Robinson is the favorite. The running back for Atlanta, plus 300. But then the three quarterbacks, the three next best prices, Young, plus 420. Stroud and AR, a 9-1 to one number. Our number two is up next. Live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. 